WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are And it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch, you hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot to back. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night now experience the magical art of puppetry. What the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. WildTalkRadio.com, brought to our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you have to have a Prime Gaming sub available, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way. Follow the channel, hang out and chat, listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And, you know, with that, I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the our faithful producer, slash co-host, slash handyman, Sir Rockin. For now, you can tweet us at Wild Talk Radio, <laughs> at Rack Radio Show, at Lindsay Ward. Come to WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or twitch.tv slash Live, and interact with us throughout the evening. I just... I tweeted this, but I just want this to stand on record um, for the world, uh, just so it lives on, at least in Twitch's archive for a while. And that is, if you are a CEO and you're running a corporate organization, don't be a dick if you take over a company. Like, just don't do it. Don't be a dick. Don't don't make massive ass demands of your employees and then threaten to fire everybody and then, like, just 
act act like a general massive asshole because you want to know what's going to happen this like twitter what's happening right now is twitter is absolutely insane from a corporate standpoint i have never in my life in all my years on this planet seen a corporate revolt where the employees at a company say you know what no fuck you we're done i've seen strikes What's happening at Twitter is a full-on corporate revolt right now. And it's just absolutely insane. And they're setting a precedent for other American companies that everybody needs to be wary of. Because they're realizing and they're showing there's one Elon Musk. There's one of him. There's like thousands of them. And basically, if none of them work, then there's nothing he can do. Because he can't fire them all. He can't. I mean, he could, but here's the problem. The company shuts down at that point. So at some point, you have to basically start looking at why people are unhappy and why people are protesting and why people are having a problem. And what's happening at Twitter is that basically the core teams that actually run the platform that are in charge of dealing with all the all the issues on the platform, they're gone. Yep. They've resigned. Yep. So Twitter could crash. It could go down. It's running at least a little slow for me. Like I said, I don't know if it's just the platform. I don't know if it's my web browser. I don't know if it's my computer. I don't know what. But Twitter could be here tomorrow morning. It may not be here tomorrow morning. But what's going on at Twitter right now is that basically the core teams that they need to run this platform have fucking quit. They're just like, nah, we're gone buy and they literally cannot run the platform without them so that's a problem and then just to address why twitter hq is locked down right now is because they've had mass and i mean mass resignations at that company and they cannot determine i think yet who's still there and who's not and so they've had to shut down everybody's badge access into the building to stop people from going into the building and doing anything in the building the problem is is that they have not shut down the remote access for a lot of people. So yeah. people can still get in and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And it could be that the reason that has not happened is because the people that handle that are gone. That is or ex- don't give a shit. That's exactly what happened. They're, they're gone. And so, like, basically, at this point, it's just the employees are running amok in Twitter. Amok. And it's just insane. It's absolutely insane to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually proud of them. Very proud of them. And the person who... who got it up on the uh, building timeline thing you you are gonna go out with a blaze of glory but it's way to do it you know what honestly in that instance i feel like it's worth it especially if you work in san francisco if you just like you that takes you just to instant office legend just yeah i'm the one that put the elon musk thing up on the building that was me Mm-hmm. But it's like I said, it, it's setting it's setting a precedent for corporations where it's basically sending a very strong message of we're not going to fucking take this shit. We no. don't have to. Nope. That's the thing. It's like, here's the issues is that for a lot of American workers, we've been shown a different option that does not involve having to be in office 40 to 60 hours a week. We can work from home. We know this. The work gets done. And for some of the demands that he's made, especially for people when he first took over, where he was working people seven days a week with no break, where it was, I think, above 60 hours. I heard in some cases it was like 84 hours a week with no break, which I'm fairly sure is illegal. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm not up to date on California's employment laws. But I'm fairly sure what he was doing when he first took over Twitter was illegal. Um, you can't do that to people. You can't. And make all these demands of them right up front. Because you're going to have what's happened. Like, Twitter Blue has utterly failed. I've never, I have never seen a product crash and burn so hard, so fast, 
as Twitter blue. Never in my life. And I lived through Enron. Never seen it. It's just insane what's going on right now. Like, I hate to talk about it because I know this is a wrestling show, but I have to talk about it because it's like what we're witnessing right, what we're seeing right now is history. This is history. But it's also terrifying because a lot of our history is on Twitter, like yeah. world events news everything like we all think twitter and social media in general is just a shit posting site but in reality social media is what's keeping track of our our history right now and a lot of it is on twitter a lot of it is on facebook a lot of it's on tumblr like you can google search and you can find news stories right but in terms of reactions to world events oh yeah the, some of the biggest world event moments in the last 15 years have happened on twitter it's all there. And if Twitter shuts down, we're going to lose all of that history. So I would hope that like somebody archives it and puts it in the National Archives for everybody's benefit. Um, but yeah, so there is a very real danger of Twitter shutting down and us losing all of that information and all that history, which I hope would not happen. Um, Be- but If you think about it, remember when, when we got Bin Laden, it was The Rock who tweeted about it. Yeah, it was. And that got everybody talking. And then it, it just blew up from there. That was yeah. Twitter at its best yeah lamans makes an excellent point you know if there's one thing that came from the pandemic it showed that workers just how much power they actually have that's incredibly true yeah even as we're heading into a recession in quotations um because they don't think they've actually declared it a recession yet but it's starting um workers that don't like their working conditions if a company's not going to be loyal to me why should i be loyal to a company why should i stand here and take this shit just for your paycheck hey guess what i can go work somewhere else and be a lot happier and make the same amount of money if not more and receive the same amount of benefits, if not better. Like, it's basically people have been shown that I don't have to stay here. I don't have to do this. I don't have to live this life if I don't want to. I can go be fulfilled another way and be completely and totally happy. Yeah. And the philosophy, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second. I understand there is benefits for corporate workers to go into an office. And I understand that there are certain environments where corporate workers need to be in an office. I respect that. But for a lot of corporate workers, they don't need to be there. They don't need to go into an office. There isn't a benefit of dragging people in 40 days a week and making them sit in traffic and do all the things. And I'm speaking from personal experience where it's a work-life balance thing because honestly, for a lot of people, they don't get anything from going into an office. It's like I can do the same amount of work, if not home, more from home. Do I do too much work sometimes? Yeah absolutely but that's a lot of people you actually can get more done when you're not in an office because you don't have the distractions you have other distractions at home but hey guess what if i do a little work get up and go do my laundry and come back and do a little bit more work and go do other things i'm still being productive like this whole mandate from elon musk where he's like well you have to come in and you have to work at least 40 to 40 hours a week in the office that's bullshit why so you can stand there and laud over me? No. The work's getting done. If the work is getting done, then what does it matter where it's getting done? Is it just because you need to justify the expense of paying for your very expensive building in downtown San Francisco? Is that it? Because you could probably let that go. Now, that creates a completely different problem for the commercial market and rental market as far as those spaces and do companies really need them and are they going to keep them? Because that's a large part of it is that companies have to justify having the large corporate buildings and spaces from, that are kind of becoming obsolete in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so that's how they're justifying it is well no you're going to come back in and you're going to use the space that we're paying for because we're paying for it anyway and we had to pay for it all through the pandemic so no you're going to come in and do it which i respect it's like hey we you know a lot of corporations like twitter like starbucks who's on strike like google like you know adobe all the major companies they have these huge campuses that they built huge that have sat empty and they're paying the rent on that but maybe you could find a way to repurpose the space 
I don't know. But it's very interesting what's going on right now in the world. Yeah. Very, very interesting. But yes, I hope Twitter doesn't shut down. That would be bad. But anyway, let's talk wrestling. Yay! <laughs> As I went off on a weird rant. Anyway, starting with WWE, because there's no real, like, huge news, which is good. Um, But there's some stuff that happens. So, first things first, if you were in the San Antonio area for the Royal Rumble, you are getting an Undertaker One Dead Man show. Tickets are on sale now, so go buy them and go hang out with Mark Calloway um, as he talks about his life. Yay! Woo! The Vince McMahon Vice documentary is set to air on December 13th. That should be interesting to watch. Oh, it's, it's gonna be something. wonder how up-to-date it's gonna be. I think they cover it. <laughs> oh, okay. I think they... Because it was originally supposed to air in October, but it was up against some stuff, so they moved it back. I think it covers it. Don't quote me on that, though. It, it would be very curious to see if it covers it. Bring back MySpace. I mean... MySpace is still a thing. It's still up. It's still live. Like, you can still go onto it. It's just more like music now. But MySpace is still around. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to say this. If you go to Tumblr, do not fuck it up. Keep it weird. Thank you. Also, bring back the adult shit. Thank you. Because I said that I've never seen something crash that fast, and that's not entirely true, because I remember when Yahoo took all the porn off of Tumblr, and Tumblr just, like, imploded in on itself. And in the years since, they have not managed to keep the porn off the site. Or the porn bots. Or anything. I get more dick pics, unsolicited, on Tumblr than I do anywhere else. It's awful. Just bring it back. (laughs) Just fix it! Anyway, WWE's set to debut a brand new match concept at Deadline. It's called, uh, it's, it's called the Iron Survivor Challenge. It's kind of like King of the Mountain, but not like King of the Mountain. It's a little weird. So here are the rules. Five superstars will compete in this unique 25-minute match as they battle each other and the clock. Two superstars will start the match, and every five minutes, a new superstar will enter the match until all five are in the ring. The goal is to have the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes. Falls can be won at any time via pinfall, submission, or even disqualification. When a superstar scores a fall, they will earn one point. However, when a superstar loses a fall, they must spend, they must pay the penalty. They are forced out of the ring and into a penalty box for 90 seconds. Once the 90 seconds are up, the superstar can then re-enter the match. The superstar who has scored the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes will be named the Iron Survivor, and become the number one contender for the NXT Championship and the NXT Women's Championship, respectively. It's a lot. It is a lot. We'll see how it goes. Very curious. I'm curious to see how it plays out at, on the, at Deadline. It it sounds cool, but I, I don't know. I think the penalty boxes kind of make it stupid, but we'll, we'll see how they play out. We'll see if they can pull it off. Moving on to the A of the E of the W's. Bandito has officially signed with AEW, so congratulations to him. Finally! Does it say, is this a good signing? Is this a bad signing? I mean, it's, it's good. Right? I mean, he's a, he's a wrestler. He's good. It's not like they need any more people on their roster, but hey, here we are. More wrestlers. Woo! AW's Black Friday edition of Rampage will air at a special time due to an NHL w- doubleheader. The Friday, November 25th show will kick off at, oh my god, it's at 4 p.m.? Yep. Instead of its usual 10 p.m. Eastern time slot. Because the hockey game starts at 5. Dude, that's. That's a That's a terrible slot. <laughs> but it is what it is so go watch some AEW on black friday on your brand new whatever you're gonna buy whether it's computer tv what have you actually if her computer prices are really really low right now so if you want a computer now would probably be a good time to buy one brent wow 
<laughs> just kidding. Wow, just throwing shots at him. Wow. He's been talking about it. You know, we could get him a brand new computer. Wow, just throwing shots, and he's not even listening, I don't even think. But calling him out. Good lord. Anyway. Anyway. And last but certainly not least, in terms of the news is, is, is Steve Macklin and Deanna Purrazzo got married, so congratulations to them. Congrats to them. And speaking of Brent, let's do the Blame Brents. Bones breaking. Backs cracking. Shoulder snapping. It's this week's Injury Roundup. This one's a little sad. Kevin Owens has a sprained MCL. Hashtag blame Brent. So he injured it over the weekend at a house show. The good news is he is likely to still be okay enough to appear at an upcoming premium live event. Wait. That has not been announced as role yet, but he's going to be there most likely. Because he's scheduled for SmackDown tomorrow. So there you go. There you go. All right. With that, I say we take our first and only break of the evening. And when we come back, we might be doing Tweet of the Week if Twitter is still live. Um, plus, we have to talk about Monday Night Raw. So you can listen to the rack right here on WallTalkRadio.com. And we'll be right back. Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. There is no one better at covering apes. Than CP Radio Not So Live. Join Sorokin, the intern and lone jobber as they go all elite. With their breakdowns of every AEW pay-per-view event. CP Radio Not So Live available after every AEW pay-per-view. At wildtalkradio.com and cpradiolive.com. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Give me a hell yeah! Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked, what? what they didn't like, what? and what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights, what? 11 p.m. Eastern, what? live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. That's the bottom line. Go, go, 
Did you know you can use creator code ROCK? And SOCK in the Fortnite item shop? That's R-O-C-K-N-S-O-C-K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. Here on WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at youtube.com slash MBG1211. If you're listening to us over on RockRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also follow the channel the regular way, hang out and chat, listen to the archives, subscribe the regular way. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, I think it's still operational, so we are going to do Tweet of the Week. <laughs> Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter Until I found Twitter Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting no more, no more. It cannot wait. I'm sure. I'm still just in awe of what's going on right now. Anyway, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I need to go through. I actually need to go through my Twitter and save a bunch of shit, just in case. Um, anyway, WWE Nikki Cross just disposed of the 24/7 title backstage on WWE Raw. And it's her walking by the trash can, throwing away the 24-7 title, except she misses the trash can. And her husband, Big Damo, replies, she never played basketball. I don't know what to tell you. And even though she won by a hair, Rick Wilson, Lauren Boebert going down harder than Donald Trump on the Mar-a-Largo waffle station. Wow. That's all I have. There could have been more, but I, 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 I restrained myself. Amy Schneider, we've been planning on using the $1.3 million from Jeopardy to buy a house. But now I'm thinking maybe I'll just hold on to it for a year or two and then use it to buy Twitter. And that was from a week, uh, two weeks ago. Yep, yeah, save your money. You might be able to buy it really soon. Baron Corbin, hey Theory, welcome to the club. We are a special group led by John Cena. Seahawk, Tony Khan's getting his money's worth out of whatever he's paying Jay Lethal. This MF on TBF more than Sh- Sheldon Cooper. I mean, true. And Johnny Gargano shares the, the, the text exchange with his wife. How old are you usually when you start going to the movies? 
I think like three, probably, if that. Ha ha ha. Why? Secret Wars comes out on May 1st, 2026. He'll be four. If it's three, he can even see Kang D- D- Dynasty in 2025. Oh, geez. Gotta get them all caught up before then. Oh, man. OMG. Secret, Secret War is gonna be deep, too. So he's gotta watch essentially every Marvel movie ever made to really appreciate it. Hashtag parenting. Wow. And that's Tweet of the Week. All right. So let's talk all about Monday Night Raw, which was this past Monday. It was. It was a solid show. It was entertaining. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed me some Monday Night Raw. Watched it the next day, which is why there's no post show, guys. I got home at like nine, and I was watching football, and we're not gonna talk about that. But um, what? Why? Why do you not want to talk about it? We're not gonna talk about that. It's fine. It's, why? No, why? I mean, why wouldn't you want to talk about it? Don't. don't I mean, who was playing? I don't remember who was playing. Who's I don't. Playing? I don't remember Monday. I don't remember. What was it? Was it the? Wasn't it the Eagles? Weren't they playing? Anywho. And wait, did they win? Did they fly eagles fly? Anyway, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> no, you don't want to talk. You, you, you don't want to talk the stuff. No, I'm good. You sure? Yeah, I don't have the voice for it. So let's get the raw. <laughs> so let's talk about the end of the show, which was first Seth Rollins and the whole situation surrounding Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Yes. We had such shenanigans between Seth, the Judgment Day, and Austin Theory. The match between Seth and Finn was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, They never really, like, obviously kicked it up because obviously it's Monday Night Raw, it's not a pay-per-view, so they're not going to go, like, full full ass into it. But it was really good. But it was very good. It was very entertaining. Uh, but we had uh, the Judgment Day make their way to the ring during the match. And the OC immediately came out to make the save. Um, they ran, kind of ran Judgment Day off. In the chaos, Balor went to the top rope to hit the coup de grace, but was shoved off by AJ Styles while the referee was naturally distracted. Um, then the, the, the groups left and Rollins was able to hit a stomp for the win on Finn Balor. Um, after the match, Theory ran to the ring and attacked Rollins. He eventually hit Rollins with the A-Town down before continuing the attack outside the ring. And the show ended with Theory hitting Rollins with the title belt. So um, so this whole setup for Raw was they were trying to make Austin Theory more serious. Like he cut this whole promo about, you know, talking about the opportunity because everyone on Twitter was calling him out about, um, why would you do it on the US title? Why not go after Roman? And he, he explained it. And he, he explained himself to the point where, okay, you believe why he did it and, and all this stuff. He got run into by Ziggler and Ziggler and him had a match and that ended in this DQ because Theory was kicking his ass too much. And then he came into the main event after, after it was over and, and beat up Seth Rollins to prove, you know, how serious Austin Theory can be. I like this change in, in direction for him. I think a more serious version of Austin Theory is going to be good for him because he ditched the cell phone gimmick and all that. He's now serious. And it's good. It's very good. Like, basically, they've they've done what they needed to do. They saw the previous gimmick off through the course, and now they're kind of resetting Austin Theory and doing what they need to do to get him kind of back on track because... They really had to sort of write that shit, but they had time on him. So they were like, yeah, we're just going to let this see how this one kind of goes. And then um, once they got rid of the money in the bank, it's like, OK, all right, now we can now we can get serious with Austin Theory. 
Uh, it should be noted that prior to this, Theory and Dolph Ziggler had a nice little match towards the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, in which Theory lost because he kicked his ass too much. Which is never a bad thing. Never a bad thing, no. Um, but that's kind of how this all was set up, and then Seth and Austin had words, which led to the match between Seth and Austin. Yep. But overall, this was a nice thing that they carried throughout the show, and it was very entertaining. We also saw Bobby Lashley defeat Mustafa Ali via, via submission with the Hurt Lock. Um, Lashley was the one to interrupt Seth Rollins' promo to open the show, telling Rollins that he would not stop attacking until he got his U.S. title back. Rollins pointed out that Lashley had a match set, match set last week when he accepted the open challenge, but instead attacked Rollins beforehand. Ali was the one to interrupt, which led to Lashley vowing to repeat his beatdown from the previous week. Um, this was good. I like that uh, Ali did not tap. He passed out. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, so he did not give up. He, t- he passed out from the hurt lock. So that there's still no give up in him. His body just gave out. So I like that. I, I, I like what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. They're, again, they're resetting him. They're having him be more aggressive, which is how he needs to be. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, nice guy Bobby Lashley isn't a bad thing, but it's just something that... um. It just wasn't doing anything from a character standpoint, and this is doing more. This is more who he naturally is. So one of the big questions on this show was how to fill out the women's war games team. And Damage Control came up to Mia Yim and went, Hey, they all forgot about you, just like they forgot all about us. Wanna be one of us? I have no problem with the other girls, but I'll think about it. So after Mia Yim, Mia Yim would end up taking on Tamina. She got the win. And then later in the show, it was um, Io and Dana, if I remember serves me correctly. And afterward, after Io got the win, it was revealed that Mia Yim is now part of Bianca's team. as she chose her side. So we now have four v four. But wait, there's one more. Rhea Ripley has decided to join... Team Bailey and Damage Control for War Games. I like this. I like the mix that Bailey's team has going on. I like the mix Bianca's team has going on. Also, it ended the idea of, oh my god, is Sasha and Naomi coming back? No, not for this. Although, didn't they file new trademarks for them? Sasha filed new trademarks for herself. Okay. Not for, for uh, not WWE. Um, also, on this show, they did backstage bits with Baron Corbin and Tazawa and JBL, where they were playing poker. It reminded me of the APA days. I, I, I enjoyed this. I thought this was good. I like that, they, that, you know, Tazawa's just taking them for their money. And it's like, oh, I see where this is going. And then Baron Corbin beat Akira Tazawa in the ring. You know, like you do, but this this was good. This I, was... I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it, served, it gave a reason for Baron Corbin to have a match, so I, I'm... <laughs> I'm all here for it. Uh, we saw Dominic defeat uh, Sheldon Benjamin on this show because he was talking trash and it's like he was standing behind um, Damien and like, yeah, yeah. And all the, all the you know, the tough guys re- re- responses where, you know, the, the, the big gear guys going to handle it. And it's like, so it's like, yeah, I accept your challenge. And then points at Dom. It's like, oh, okay. Dominic would end up getting the win. So. Fine little stuff. Good stuff. Awesome stuff right there. Uh, Gable beat Riddle, which is a little surprising. That was a little surprising, but let's see what they do with it. And then there was the stuff with Johnny and the Miz. Oh my god, this whole segment. Good guy Miz and his Mr. Rogers best. Oh Oh my my lord. His sweater, yeah. That was 
So Miz, it was Miz TV, and he, Miz gave up control. He is, um, Byron was the um, host. He asked Miz, "Why? Why you? You know, Miz. Had, there's a, a, a Christmas photo there. And Miz said people haven't been on his side despite his long reign and despite everything he's accomplished. Miz claimed that he had put a stop to Loomis's greediness. Byron asked, "Why did you tell the private investigator a different story? He said he was telling what she wants to hear." So they would buy his IP and all this stuff because Miz said Hollywood doesn't want the truth they want. He said he's a loving husband and a devoted father who's been depressed. And this brought out Johnny. Johnny made, um, you know, Miz pointed out, you know, he was so depressed, but he was also vacationing in Cabo. And Miz was like, how do you know all this? Your wife posted it on Instagram. Well, I was depressed in my hotel. Miz questioned why Johnny was even involved in this. He accused Johnny of wanting everyone to chant Johnny Wrestling. Which they ended up doing. He said, I love the chant, but called Miz a compulsive liar. He, he even called him Mr. Rogers at one point. Gargano said, Mr. Rogers was a good guy. Miz got upset and said, He's a, I'm a good guy. He said, I, he was sorry a few times and like, just move on so he could just be the cornerstone of the company and a role model for his children. Johnny said, just pay Dexter what he owes. And then Johnny said, I spoke to, with WWE officials who thought the hidden camera footage was convincing and so they'll all come together in two weeks when Miz faces Dexter Loomis finally one-on-one. And if Loomis wins, he gets the contract and Miz will have to pay him everything he owes. Miz told Johnny to tell Loomis that the match would be the biggest mistake of his life. And Johnny told Miz to tell Loomis himself, which then saw Dexter reveal himself as a cameraman. And the Miz hightailed it out of there. I like that this is finally being brought to a head. That we're finally going to have a confrontation because, well, this is, this is, was set up really well. It's kind of lingered and it's kind of not had a direction. And I know part of it is they're bringing Johnny back and they brought Johnny in and that extended it out and you had to do that whole thing. But I like that we're finally getting somewhere with this after months and months and months of Dexter sort of tormenting Miz and Johnny just doing some of his best work and just all the things that we're finally going to get a match between the two because that has been lacking. It's like, you can kind of only have so much cat and mouse between two characters before they finally just do have to confront each other on some level. Yeah. And so I feel like we're going to get that here. Probably. But that was wrong. That was Monday Night Raw. A solid show. We got, we, we built up um, Survivor Series some more, which is what you want. Uh, it was announced that AJ Styles will take on Finn Balor one-on-one and not do an eight-man tag because they put the girls... Um, in war games, so that was a little surprising. It's a little surprising, but I like that they're kind of going outside the the expected with this, and it's you know because we all thought, oh, this is how it's all going to go, and we were wrong. We were wrong, and Hunter's trying to go outside the box a little bit with it. With this, is like, okay, yeah. Um, before we go, I said we do a little SmackDown throwdown. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's SmackDown Showdown. Yes! 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 Still haven't changed the bumper. We'll get to it eventually. Um, I think at this point it's just classic SmackDown bumper. Pretty much. Congrats to the new to uh, the Usos beating New Day to become the longest reigning tag team champions in history. Congrats to them. Good job. Really good match on SmackDown. Um, and then out of the blue, we, we find out who might be Bray Wyatt's first opponent. L.A. Knight? Dummy, yeah. What do you think? I think it's a good call. It's an interesting call. You don't want to set Bray on somebody that he has beef with right away, even though I think that's what we all sort of want. You're very slowly beginning to work him in the product. 
you had Bray. I think I loved I love this because Bray walks up to LA Knight and he's like, Hi, my name's Bray. We can be friends now, right? <laughs> the social butterfly that he is. We could be friends. I introduced myself. It's fine. But yeah, Bray's like, just Bray sort of challenging my night really casually and just trying to fight the whole darkness inside of him and, you know, the the flashing TV screen and, and the whole rhetoric and everything like that. And then, you know, when LA Knight sort of was like gets up in Bray's face, Bray's like, no, we're not doing that. And then just headbutts the shit out of him. Like, I liked, I liked this. I'm curious to see what they do with this. Yeah. Think we get this at Survivor Series? One would assume. Get Bray on the show, give him a little match. You know, something simple. You have to do something because, you know, obviously you can only do promo after promo after promo with Bray for so long before it gets old. So the fact that he's he's now being worked into the product, they're getting him a match, this is good. This is really good because now we can see what he can do. Yeah. Because I think that's the biggest question about Bray is... You know, he hasn't worked at this point in close to two years. So It really is like two years because the Mania match doesn't count as a three-minute match. So it's like we haven't seen Bray in the ring for any extended period of time for about two years. So um, it will be interesting to see how that goes. Because, yeah, the last match that he had was the one with Randy where he got set on fire. Yeah, and and that doesn't count. And before that, I couldn't even name the last match. It wasn't like, was it the title loss? Maybe. Oh, it was the it was, it was the one that TLC it might have been the TLC fire one, yeah. Yeah, because it's the one where Randy set him on fire, and then he was gone and up up until WrestleMania, and then he came back and did the match with Randy, and then he disappeared for good. So yeah, yeah it would have been like right around this so, time yeah. in December, I think, was the last match. Which means so it's he been had, which means he hasn't even worked in front of a crowd in two years, three years, because that was pand- pandemic time too. Yeah, it's true. Well, no, I mean he was in front of a crowd for Mania. That does count. Mm. So. Um, but yeah, it will be, I will be curious to see how Bray moves and works and see what kind of style he's going to bring. Cause we know that he sort of changed his style with the fiend and he did things a little bit differently, um, from character to character. So I would be curious to see what he does here. Yeah. I'm with you. But with that, I think we're done. Yeah. I say we're done for a night. Sorry chat for like a, you know, uh, shorter show. He needs to go to bed. Uh, my voice is here and there. It's not the greatest, but we're go- we're making it through. We made it through the show. We got everything out we needed to get out. It's fine. We're good. We're we're because next week is a big week, so we got some stuff that we have stuff to talk about. Saturday night, midnight ish, another edition of CB Radio. CBRadio.com. Speaking of CB Radio, CB Radio not so live will be available next week. I assume we're doing it Monday after the Raw post show at 11 p.m. Eastern. Before that, it's WTR Sunday Russell Talk Radio. We'll be previewing Survivor Series on Sunday. As mentioned, the Raw Post Show, 11 p.m. Eastern. On Mondays, followed probably most likely by Not So Live, live, talking full gear. Um, Programming note, our Survivor Series preview will not be live next week. But it'll be available on Thanksgiving for you to listen to because it is the gobble gobble wobble wobble Thanksgiving spectacular known as the rack have it for you all the fun stuff available next Thursday so you can listen to it as you're cooking and stuff oh shit next week's Thanksgiving yep yep oh shit it is 
It is. So we'll be back live in two weeks at 10 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you're subscribed to wherever you get your podcasts. Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, to get the gobble, gobble, wobble, wobble Thanksgiving Spectacular. It's at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter. It's Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have that Amazon Prime link into your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming and support the channel by clicking that purple rectangular button below the screen. You can also use creator code Rockinsock or Lynn's M Ward in the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store. Why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lynn's Ward, LNSWRD. You can maybe check out my Twitter. I'm on Twitter right now. We'll see if it's still live, but same thing. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lynn's Ward, same as the Twitter. Um, I should be live this weekend at some point. I don't know. Just follow me on the socials. I have to figure that out in terms of if Twitter dies, what I'm going to do to get the Twitch channel out there. So go follow the Twitch channel to get notified. I'm four followers away from being an affiliate. So go do the damn thing. Um, even if you don't like getting it back, just go to the just go do the damn thing. Um, but I keep saying I'm gonna do it. We might do Nahida's story quest. There's new um, event quests out, so we'll be doing some of that as well when I stream this weekend. I don't know. It's gonna be weird. I have to go do stuff this weekend. I have to go do like get my hair cut and things like that. So it it'll be a weird time. But go go follow the channel. Um, you also check me out on YouTube, lensward.rockradioshow.com, or just go to youtube.com slash at symbol lensward um, to see all my Genshin content there. And while you're on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash mbg1211. It's all of Matt's amazing content, and you should check it out because he is wonderful. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. We will see you in two weeks live, one week recorded for the Gobble Gobble Wobble Wobble thanksgiving day spectacular at least here in the u.s so till then i hope you guys have a great holiday if you're going to celebrate it if not have a wonderful week and we'll see y'all live back in two weeks till then bye wild talk radio